All right, guys, I know it's been a while since we've had a podcast out there, but we've kind of got our we've got our act together and we did a uh, little poll on Instagram kind of ask guys what they'd like to see us go over and we had an awesome uh, an awesome amount of feedback. And the most redundant post, their most redundant uh, reply was night hunting, night ops, how we do it, what we use and we're going to go into detail on that on this episode, but uh, I kind of want you to know that to kind of fill you guys in, we're going to get a little bit more elaborate on a night hunting podcast. We're going to have Tyler Adair of Ultimate Night Vision on for a different one and go into a little bit more of the detailed specs, I would say, of thermal and night vision equipment, not really how, how we use it. This podcast is going to be how we use it, the transitional phase kind of how we apply that phase to uh, our hunting style and our methods. And uh, we'll go from there. But this is, once again, guys, this is a podcast where we break it down for you. We go into detail on everything. Uh, a lot of guys, uh, you know, recognize us from YouTube regarding the, the predator hunting side of things, I would say. They see a lot of our coyote hunting videos. We do quite a few reviews. We're going to be getting into that a lot more. But... Uh, you know, we, we really enjoy breaking things down and, and filling you guys in on how we use it. Everything from suppressors, barrels, actions, stocks, optics, equipment such as packs, uh, optics like binoculars, spotters, camera equipment, etc. That's what we enjoy doing. And we don't want to strictly designate this podcast to predator hunting. We want to cover a lot of different bases, but one of our go-tos is, is coyote hunting. You know, that's what we enjoy doing. And that's what a lot of guys, uh, visualize us as and affiliate us as predator hunters. So that's what the podcast is about for you guys that are new that haven't heard from us or haven't, I should say, haven't heard of us. And, uh, it's just kind of what we do. You know, this is part of our lifestyle. This isn't something that we do, uh, traveling around for a show by any means. And a lot of guys, don't know that, you know, this is something that we do every day as part of our livelihood. And that's how we want to, uh, represent ourselves and kind of explain to you guys, uh, our specific situation. So uh, as things progress here, guys, we got Keith Rissy with us once again, as co-host, my name's James O'Neill. I'll be your host here and an all new episode of the O'Neill Ops podcast starts now. enough dj or whatever you call it action but you know what dude i did have a guy that that asked me he goes what do you guys listen to all the time what station is it that you guys listen to he's like every song that you guys have on is money and i want to know every song that you guys i'm like dude octane is where yeah. it's at octane serious satellite radio that's a f american son from fire fire from the gods 
But all right, guys. To this is something that that we uh, take a lot of uh, interest in. Pride, pride in in particular. Good word. Night hunting. We we've done uh, the one of our podcasts. I can't remember which one it was, but we went over discussing going into detail on getting legislation passed so that we could actually use and be more effective at our work. And, and the main purpose of that legislation was being able to increase the caliber, the, the calibers that you could legally use from a rimfire and a shotgun to a centerfire 224. And for us, that is a huge asset. Being able to up your game from a 22 LR or a 22 WSM or WMR uh, to a 223, 22-250 is, is huge. Any of you guys that hunt predators a lot know that that it's it's a massive game changer to be able to have that extra velocity, that extra hydrostatic shock and uh, killing power, and not only that, it, it it's better for the animal. I mean, more detrimental for the animal, but better for them regarding the the precision, ethical side of things. And what was that second year we were hunting thermal wise? We went to pier and did that. Yeah, our third because so, I think we, it was the second, dude. Because the first year we hammered with, we got what we could legally with our, yeah. With, I mean, our center fires, our rim fires. I mean, we we got some AR builds, right? Built some ARs. I built a seventeen uh, WSM and a twenty two WMR, I yeah. believe, unless I've got yeah. those mixed up. But you know, we were trying to capitalize as much as we possibly could trying to squeeze out as much energy and juice as we could from a, a for a, a, a rimfire cartridge for, right, for the right, killing power. Right. And you, it just, I mean, man, there's, there, like you said, last, the, the last time we were talking, there's video that no one will ever see because, you know, it's a precision shot placement in the throat, in the chest, in the heart, and they run, you know, 200, 300, 400 yards before they actually, it, it actually works on them. Yeah. I mean, we found ourselves on foot more than ever, I think, as far as, spot and stock or calling at night, you know, getting everything within 75 yards for say, just to get that precision shot. Yeah. You know, which dead in your tracks type stuff for film work. And like you said, a lot of stuff isn't going to see the light of day just because of the fact you hit one in the heart or you hit, you hit a good vital and he runs 50, 60 yards and, and or more. That's just something that we don't like to, we, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some. It, it's easy for us to say, well, he was dead on his feet, but. It's easier you, for the naysayer how, to say, how, yeah. no, he Explain wasn't. Explain that to that guy or get that guy convinced of that, you know. Exactly. And, but we do have, you know, I'll be uploading a triple here that actually I got. And then there's a triple that you and John got during the day that, I mean, there's, these are some mature, nasty alphas that we shot and they took that round. I mean, that just goes to show you the how well how strong these animals are even with yeah i think two of the three a year triple they moved yeah the last one i mean it was it, it was a heart shot right. it was even right in the shoulder spun maybe two times yep. done but the triple that you guys shot every single one of them took it yeah but when they're 40 plus pounds it, and they were it's just it's it's hard to get around that unless you up your caliber which we don't like to do because we like to keep yeah, the fur we kind of got it on that on that line right there where we're saving as much fur as possible you know, yep. and then you just got to be a little more precision shot wise to shoulder harness or, or a headshot or what have you to, to drop them in their tracks, you know? And a lot of times that, you know, like your triple, it was a couple hundred yards. 
you don't feel, I mean, you could do a headshot, but it's so much easier and quicker to yeah. do a center mass. Right. And then let them take it and they're dead on their feet. Right. But that's, we'll be doing a podcast on that too, without getting into too much detail guys on, on kind of uh, bullet selection, caliber selection. We get, man, I bet I almost get more questions on that than I do uh, almost anything else. Every single video that gets put up, I have a, at least a few questions. What caliber, what caliber? And anybody yeah. that knows this man, the, our cat, our go-to selection. Um, and we'll be going over that in a different podcast, but let's talk about kind of the, the, like what, what we set out here. Let's talk about the night hunting side of things, the night ops. Somebody put it on, on one of our Instagram replies. I kind of look at it in, in uh, and I think I might've explained it that way. Remember when we went to, was it rapid last year and did that little seminar, that little sure. talk, uh, Yep. kind of use it as a, I kind of use the term phase. We kind of go in phases where before we actually get into the night hunting side of things, we try to get as much daytime footage as we possibly can. And it's my fault more than anyone's. Usually every year I'm like, dude, let's start hunting in, let's start hunting in October. Right. You know, let's get some of them stupid pups so we can get some awesome footage, some right. really close footage. We never do it. And what that would do, I mean, fill your day footage stuff, you know, the more day footage, the better as far as for your YouTube channel or anything like that. And then maybe start the night stuff sooner, but it, it, it never works that way. You know, it's even though this year was such a good year as far as the day footage stuff, what we try and do is uh, get all the day footage you can with, with less, maybe call shy coyotes, you know, less pressured areas, get that day footage done then. And then towards the later season, you know, what phase three, maybe yeah. even four, you get in with that night stuff and you, and you clean those coyotes up for say that, that are a little more educated, educated called maybe a couple times that year and not necessarily by us is yep. for say, but there's so many other people that are, are doing it on the weekend or what have you. And that's where we move into, uh, <clears throat> you know, like calving season. Usually right. a lot of ranchers right. want that's us to come in, start getting the phone calls. You know, I'm calving. I need, I need your help. So. Yeah. And that's how it is. That's, that's exactly, that's exactly how it is. But we, you know, I, I, I really try to strive on getting as, as much day footage as I possibly can because to me, that is, and we talked about this earlier, that is like, a, it's a lot more, it's tougher, it, it's tougher to get. It is. Okay, it's, it's. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's night, night and day. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, you got, you got at least, at least two guys, sometimes three in our case, two gunners, in a cameraman, it's during the day, and it, it, it's it's just a, it's a different ball game. You gotta okay? hide all of that. Big big camera out in the wide open spaces. Two gunners, which the gunners are always prone out. You know, I mean, but with ghillie hoods on, and you're you, pretty you, pretty blended in. Right. You set that camera up though, and you that camera guy. If he, I mean, to get some good footage, you got to move around quite a bit. Yep. You know. Yep. You got to be mobile, man. Right. You, so there's been times this year where we've looked, had to pick up the tripod and move the whole system. Sure. But. Uh, the way I look at it is, I mean, the, the, the night hunting clips are so diluted, if you will. I mean, and what I mean by that is I would take, I've, I think I've got one, I've got one thermal video up on the YouTube channel and it's, it's for people that haven't ever seen the channel before. That's the first video that pops up and it's called nightmare. And if you watch that intro, there's probably 20 kills on it, 20 really quick cut yeah, kills. Yeah. And to me, that is so diluted compared to what we get during daytime. I mean, you get a daytime quality video of like, like the one on pheasants forever Hill. 
Yep. Say even this yep. year, yep. we coaxed him in, we worked him, we had him come right up the draw. We always do. And he came in about 50 yards from the call, some good 4k footage to me, that quality and that content outweighs even 20 thermal kills. And here's where I think that's coming from as far as, cause you edit everything. You're all about that cinematography. You want to get the best you can for, for the, the, the most for your buck, you know? Yep. So I think that's where you're seeing that. And then your, your, your higher levels, as far as what you want, you know, you, when we go on to a set or when we, when we are going to make a set, I think in your mind, you're already running through your head as far as the editing part. Well, I can get this and this, you know, and, and I think that's where that's coming from as far as the diluted part of the deal, as far as the thermals, um, where me, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the same thing over and over again, as far as thermals for say on your kills, you can only do so much maybe with just thermals where the day stuff you can, you can, it's endless almost. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Cause night hunting, I mean, it's black and white. It is. It's black and white. That's what it is. You, you could be in the same terrain as what you are during the day, but you said the cinematography is not there. Yeah. yeah. You're looking at a screen. Yeah. It's what it is. I and, mean, and Grant, I mean, we've called some, some spots and, <clears throat> and what we over, over dead man's, what we get eight coyotes coming in, seven coyotes coming in all at once. Yeah, you can still only do so much with that part. You know, you can, as far as the thermal footage, you can only do so much with that. And I think that's the way you look at a lot of the stuff. Well, if you do it right, you'd get a 46 million hit video, right? <laughs> yeah. But no, that's, that's the way that I look at it. So usually what we do is we run through the daytime scenario. We, we work it with a daytime setup and then that's phase one. Okay. We go to all of our spots that we have written down all early the spots. season, you know, even clearing the breeding which which i call breeding is phase sure, two i would say sure. well but as far as the day stuff yeah exactly exactly so what we do is like we'll, we'll go through all of our spots and and if we clean house on a spot and now guys this is daytime footage this isn't even night hunting yet right so just just kind of ramping you up into how we do it we'll go through our first phase where we hit all of our prime spots up during the day and by the time we hit our last day our last daytime spot up most of the time not bragging not beating our chest we have done pretty well sure on all of those other spots you know on all of the phase one spots where that one spot in particular this year we killed john you killed the first double john killed another double and we went back into the same spot within a 400 yard radius and i killed the triple yep and what you guys need to understand as far as the o'neill ops team all of our coyote hunting for say is 30 miles if you, this year, I don't even think we've made it that far yet. So, so home base, maybe a 30 mile radius or max, uh, 15s probably would cover 90% of our sets from home base. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. 15 you know, would be, so yeah. you know, you'll get, you'll get a lot of, a lot of coyote hunters that are do a lot of traveling. Well, you guys need to understand we don't do any of that. It's just the way it is. That's how we do it. I mean, it's, it's our life. It's, it's right here at home. It's, it's what it is, I guess. And that could be a whole nother podcast too, because sure. I mean, but that's a good explanation. That's because I just was talking with a fellow at Fox pro and he was telling me, you know, he was like, I, I was telling him some of the footage and the numbers that like, how many of you guys got. Well, it's not an insane number, It ain't. but with, but like you said, if you take a target area, the numbers that we're pulling out of that spot is ridiculous. And if like you, you always if, say, if I want 10 good, 10 good. 10 good day footage, you know, kills for the channel for your, for your editing, for your, for your videos. And then we can go murder mode. So it's not as far as us, it's not about our numbers. I mean, 
yeah, it is for say we like you said you want ten good, you know, but and then there you go. I said again, fifteen mile, you know, one area. It's not we're not traveling. And a lot of guys take that and they're like, it, it goes that it's that way with everybody, dude. Okay, then you you're gonna get the guys that are like, well, that's because you guys are in South Dakota and you have so damn many coyotes yeah. and they're yeah. so stupid. And then about a, give those guys about a year and then they're calling you going, hey. You know, what, 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 what are you doing? What I'm, I'm coming to South Dakota. What are you using? How are you doing it? Yeah. Figure it out. But the same thing, I was watching that Cameron Haynes thing the other day on YouTube and I don't like to watch a lot of other guys stuff, but he, that guy's legit. Oh, for real. And he was talking, you know, he gets up at two o'clock and he runs like the first, what, 10 miles or whatever. Then he goes and works out. Then he goes to his day job. And in between his workout and his day job, he was, he was reading, you know, some, some guys were bad mouthing him going, Oh, I could do that too. If it was all I had to do, you know, for a living. No, you couldn't. Yeah. You still couldn't do that. I don't care. You, you, okay, dude. I couldn't, I wouldn't run like that. Run 30, whatever, 20 miles a day or 30. Have fun with that. I wouldn't even try that. You know, your knees would be, but I mean, that, that's just what happens with people. I mean, they get, it's the internet is just a place where it's just ridiculous, crazy how people it's a, it's a, it's a dick measuring contest. Yeah, It's like, well, you shot 200 coyotes last year. You know, there you, you guys are way better than them guys. That doesn't matter. No, it ain't it, not even a little bit. No, because you, if you killed, if, if you kill 50 coyotes in a five mile radius, I would think that you're better than the dude that covers a 500 mile radius and yeah. kills 500 yeah. or 600 yeah. because you're hunting a lot harder. You're, I mean, and you're probably hunting a same coyote over and over for say, or two coyotes, you know, they may be there and you don't even know it. Right. And eventually you do know it and meet up and kill. But anyway, it, it is what it is. If you're out there getting out there, hunting, shooting, you know, we're all a part of this together. It's just people like to nitpick it. And, and, and for some reason, when they see, you know, some of the numbers that get put up, what we like to do is explain to guys, Hey, you know, I've had guys on TV, two guys on TV say, Hey, it doesn't work, man. I've got a TV show. It just doesn't work for the viewership, for the ratings. If you don't travel around the United States and around the world and, and hunt, then, then do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't have no interest in that right. at all. It's awesome. It's when you can get the amount of quality kills that we do in the time and the distance that we get it for us, it's a no brainer, especially with our lifestyles and what we have to do for our yeah, day there's jobs. There's no reason to throw money at Something Anything you don't need to. When you, yeah, exactly. It's just a waste as, as far as I'm concerned when you can get the same or better. And it's more fun to me. Yeah. I Dude, we went to, where did we go? We went, well, we went to Wyoming that one year and hunted with Cal Taylor. And that yeah. was fun because we, we never. We, yeah, we've we, never done anything like that. And I was there and, and it was in the mountains and sagebrush, really cool terrain. And I'm just sitting there at each set going, this is pretty cool, but you know what? I'd rather be at every spot that I know at home, hunting, filming. It's it's so much more fun for me. But everybody's yeah. different. It is, yeah. But so anyway, what we've got is we've got that phase, all right. And then if you're successful, like a lot of times we are in our first phase, you can go right back into those spots and be successful for phase two. Now, if you're not, if something happens, you know, you get winded or for some reason you miss then we're kind of skeptical as to going back to that spot again. And, and we, you, it's not that we don't go back there, but it might be later in phase During two. breeding, when they're or, starting to yes, do something or, a little bit. Or different. even that. Yeah. You know, that, that we might leave a little bit more time in between. Like, like you said, you might call two in and get one. You know, or call two in or three in and get two. Well, I, I find ourselves 
waiting longer as far as, well, we're not going to go back to there because they heard or seen or whatever something. So we'll wait later in that, in that phase two or even wait till phase three to go back in there and try those coyotes again. And, and something with something totally different, you know. Exactly. And that's part of a different, a, a transitional phase is we will go in there with completely different sounds. Right. We will, we'll cater to certain sounds, the first phase, the second phase, to the third phase. Yeah. But usually about you hit third phase, you know, it's usually about breeding season. Mm -hmm. And that's where everything pretty much changes up this year. I mean, we just, once again, not bragging, we were real successful. Sure. I mean, we did awful good the day footage that we got. And, and that is another big reason why we haven't even started the night hunting transition yet, because we're just the flow, man, the momentum, you, when, when, when the ball's rolling, don't stop it. I I'm a hundred percent about keep the momentum rolling. Don't stop it. You know, don't step off the mound, shake anything up, just yeah. freaking yeah. keep your rhythm going and yeah. keep hammering. And until that change basically takes effect then we don't really make that night hunting transition that's this year right and and it's not that we're not going out i mean we're we're still going out and doing our thing a little bit you know dabbling in it i guess or scouting or exactly finding you know you, you'll find yourselves hearing a lot more howls maybe at night or location you know be able to locate a coyote or, and even or, count or them yeah and 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 know for your day footage well let's go there they were over there last night you know let's let's hit that spot so we find ourselves doing that quite a bit right now as far as the nice stuff. A lot. A lot more than not. Like right. last year, we were going out in some really cold nights. This year, we hit a couple really cold nights up too. But And it, I don't think we've had the cold cold like we did last year. So Not 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 like we did last year. But we're starting to get, you know, there's there's some changes that we've made. And, and uh, we're starting to get some, a lot of activity, which I mean, you always get, yeah, yeah. I think, more activity and at I night. Think, but I think that breeding season's kind of wrapped up. So they're seems like they're almost getting a little more territorial and right way. yeah and and but i mean it's it's one of those things where it varies for us every year okay that's how you put that's how we put it yeah what is last year gosh we hammered night stuff bad you know? when we started it quite a bit we started in like i want to say january early january right and this year we haven't we've only killed probably maybe 10 coyotes at night sure yeah and, and it's just a i mean it almost Year to year, it's different. You never know. Yep. And and that's the beauty of being able to uh, be adaptive. And, and I and think we worked harder for our day stuff last year than we did this year. Yeah. You know. We did. It came to us. I mean, a lot of times this year, certain things just fell in our lap. Yep. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. We were we were totaling it up this year. We'll talk about that. That's a different one. But um, so we've got the few, first few phases, and they vary. You know, if things are kind of tough during the day we do transition to the night work a little bit earlier on in the year, but this year was a little different. So, you know, we kept the momentum rolling with day footage and now a lot of guys were, we haven't started calving yet, but it's going to be soon. A lot of guys are calving. Yep. And that's when, even if we have made the transition tonight before this time, this is when we really kind of start to hit it hard. It starts turning into fewer later nights, later Yep, it, just because uh, I'm up already. Yeah, ten o'clock, two yeah, o'clock. Checking cat, you cavers, you know, twice a night. And you can close. You can go to town and close, and then if you want to stay awake, turn around, come right back out. Right. Yeah. Or we hit a rancher spot up on the way somewhere. Right. So we find ourselves working working at night a lot more this time of year. Cabin season, we got a lot. Of, like you said, a lot of the neighbors, the ranchers call. We need your help. So we we do what we can. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, I mean, we could go into probably 
some of the equipment, how we use it. I'm trying to make sure that we covered all of our bases on, on like the transitional phase, the phases, how we do it during the day. I mean, we could break it down a little bit more detailed for you, but each, each year's different, just like the calling sequences, man. Every single set is not the same. And it maybe would be more beneficial. If you guys might say, you do, you do the same thing every set and you're going to be better off. I'll guarantee you this year, we've had some crazy stuff happen and nothing has been the same regarding no. yeah. how we've used certain techniques. And I mean, this year, what's our ratio as far as males to females? Oh, that's a good one. It's out that's of control. That's freaking bad. That's crazy, Just isn't like it? Just the, like the, the triple you were talking about. We called in, what was there, four and we got three? Yep. Every one of them were 40 plus pound males all running together, you know? And that was about what, two, two, three weeks before, before they started kind of breeding. Yeah. Two but for sure. Three probably just that that had to just be a bachelor group of big old nasties. Yep. And that's a thing too. You know, I mean, the more it's tough because I'm not a biologist. I don't, I mean, I, I really enjoy learning about them via right. hands-on. Right. And I would say the first, the first really spike in interest came from hunting at night. Yeah, because worse, and that was learned so much more. They do. I mean, just yep. to, to sit there and watch them, you know, and and we found ourselves not just being murderers, you know, watching them, watch them. You watch um, those YouTube videos. And I, think, that, I think a lot of that was having to get them in 50, 75 yards when we first started, you know, so we get to watch them a little, little longer where we're, we're center fire now. I mean, 150 yards max shot or 200 yard max shot, which we still really don't do. Right. But but that's a I good point. I think the early season or the early the early years, Thermalin, uh, you would catch yourself watching them a lot more and probably learning a lot more. Exactly, it, it's like <laughs> archery hunt, man. I'd put it, yeah. and I'm not a, I'm I, I'm I've done some shot an elk, but I don't enjoy archery hunting. But it makes you a better hunter. Sure, you have to be a better hunter to get that distance close right. to be that right. stealthy. Not get same thing. Same thing with what we're sure night. You know, it's a it's, it's a different kind of a blanket. It's a different kind of a scenario, but when you're getting them 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards, yeah. and you're still fooling them, yeah. and you do, you nitpick everything, you review that footage. If you watch uh, that coyote hunting video that Tyler put up, look at what 50% of those comments are. Pull the trigger already. Yeah. Pull you're the camping, trigger. You're camping. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's what we do. It's, yeah. it's just the same way I relate it to, to, to our previous younger years in sports. The, the beauty of it is watching footage. You watch game tape. That's how you learn. That's it's how you. Like a what if? Well, what if I would have let him come in closer? What if I would have not shot him right away? What would have happened? You know. So a lot of times we catch ourselves trying to do away with that what if and let it happen. You know. Yep. And and most of the time, I would say ninety percent of the time we're successful. Oh yeah. There, there's been a couple times this year during the day where I've let him, you know, do stupid things that we should. We'd have an extra ten coyotes. But we just let, I, I'm like, you know what? Let him go. Just like you said, should we, should we mess with him? Should we let him in? See, we, you just want to kill him. I was like, no, nah, let's, let's yeah. see, you know, who cares let's see if, what he does. And if he gets away, he gets away. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's a good point. Getting in, you know, it, it, it's like game tape. You, you learn, you study your tape, you study your opponent and you yep. get, you get better. It's no different than shooting. I mean, exactly. trigger time, you're going to get better. Yep. You get better. You study, you set targets out there at a hundred, you have a hundred yards, zero, you know what your 200 yard, 300 yard, 400 yard hold is and beyond. Yeah. But that's kind of, I mean, a rundown on, on our phases in introducing basically our night hunting concept or our night hunting transition. And then 
some of the the you know we we might get into some of the equipment in a little more detail when we get Tyler oh yeah and sure. Rich on yep but I would like to and then kinda, we got another spot that we're gonna get crazy on as well that we're, that we're that leaving it out deserves, right now it deserves more yeah justice we're gonna give it every bit of it yeah but um and, and we'll just call that the kill box yep. I mean I'm working on a video on it right now and I'm it's gonna be it's gonna be nasty for you guys that that, that are basically subscribed or or you you watch some of our videos on YouTube, be ready for this one. This is going to be a, uh, this will be a pretty tough video. It'll yeah. be pretty cool. But um, I'd like to kind of go over how we, and, and it, it'll be redundant. We'll be talking about it with Tyler too, but how we kind of got into the thermal game regarding the, the high end piece of equipment and then the lowest end piece of equipment and then kind of graduating each year with better and better and better equipment, okay? And first of all, uh, we don't have anybody regarding thermal and night vision manufacturers that are sponsors. We have had guys ask. Sure. And it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of guys would jump at the opportunity. They'd say, yeah, but I've, I've just kind of, you know, we're like, you know what? The company that we work with, that's a, a big retailer, Ultimate Night Vision, has been very... Uh, awesome to work with. You sure. know, I mean, yeah. it's been very beneficial yeah. for us because we can get our hands on $20,000 pieces of equipment and we can get our hands on $2,000 pieces of equipment and everything in between. And what that allows us to do, guys, is get hands-on with it, get real-time field use with it, kills with it, filming with it, and knowledge with it, and then pass it on to you. Okay, most guys go to Cabela's or they'll go to Shields or they'll go to, and nothing against any online, you know, vendors, but you go there and you ask the guy that you're buying it from if he's ever used it. Well, you ask the guy anything and he's just going to tell you what you want to hear. If he's trying to sell you something. He's going to just try and sell it to you. Yeah, I'm going to sell it to you, you know. And what we like to do is present footage and guys see us using that stuff and most of the time they get a hold of us and we're like, yeah, man, you know, and to be, to be brutally honest, what's your budget? What, what can you spend? And that will give us an idea on what we can get you into yep. for your application. Yep. And but, it's been that way kind of from the start with anything you've done as far as shot, you know, war, anything. The suppressors in anything. particular. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the guy that, yeah, you have, <coughs> excuse me, you have a, a suppressor uh, manufacturer that you recommend, th recommend, you know, but that don't stop you from shooting 20 other different cans that just so you know, uh, thermals, same way you, you use 20 or 30 different thermals, you know, different manufacturers or anything like that. And then when you, and you do sell all of them through ultimate night vision. Yep. yep. And then when that time comes, it's like, like you said, well, your budget's this, here's what I would recommend for that budget. Or let's, let's hold off a little bit and, step up to the next level and then you know yeah you're close man yeah you're real close yeah. if you're gonna spend yeah. that much money just wait another year yeah. wait one more season and you'll be into something that's gonna be a lot different right and and uh you know it's it's just it's something that's fun because i i honestly really enjoy talking to guys and it, it gets kind of it does get tedious after a while especially when we're trying to get our things going and go hunting and and go film but I think that there needs to be more guys out there kind of like us that that help fellow hunters out. Sure. I mean, 
I'm not a real social person by any means. I don't like to go to big groups. I don't like to even be around a lot of people. Cameras, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me, but it's all about helping other hunters out. You know, that's what we're all about. And if we can spread any bit of knowledge that we've accumulated in the field, then so be it, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and, and I think that the podcast is a really good venue for that because sure. yeah, I, I agree in, in you guys don't have to call and wait for us to, to, to talk to you individually. You can grasp what, what we're throwing out there on a lot wider platform. And I mean, it, it's anyway, the, I would, I would say the first, the first setup that we had, let's just start into that. The first setup that we had was from ultimate night vision. I worked with the company and I'll be transparent ATN. All right. They used to have a guy there that was an engineer that later moved on to much bigger, better stuff. And when that guy left, fortunately, you know, what I was seeing in the trend and, and I don't badmouth companies, but what I was seeing in that trend was they were starting to incorporate a lot of options and make a cheaper product. Okay. You look at what the product, we had that ATN Thor 100, yep. right? That was a $10,000 unit. You go three years past that point and they had a unit that's got a compass in it. It's got ballistics, uh, like a ballistic integrated ballistic calculator, yeah. a, a whole variety of, of options. And the unit was a third of what that first unit that we ran was. And to me, that's when a white flag goes up. Yeah. Okay. Red flag. Red flag. There you go. Red flag. Anyway, that's something that I really try to pay attention to. And, and we used, we've used, I mean, ATN, Armasite, who's now owned by FLIR. We've used IR Defense, who's now owned by Trijicon. We've used L3, Envision Optics, um, Pulsar, uh, Knight's Armament. And I'm, I'm missing a few here too but we've used a lot of different manufacturers and the first year Tyler worked with us on a really expensive weapon site. And we, uh, I think we got within a couple weeks, kind of a learning curve, 15 really good kills. And I think that's got about 20 million views on his YouTube channel right now. And then he sent out a handheld scanner, that Pulsar quantum later unit. in the year though, I think right? Yep. same year, just later, a little bit later, a yeah. month yep. later or something yep. like that. And right then, just from our experience, force multiplier. We're like, you know what? That that's that's a no brainer to be able to have a scanner like that. Yep. So what we what we what we were introduced with was a weapon sight, shouldering the rifle, hunting, yep. pulling it out of the pack, scanning. Even on set, calling, scanning. Know, yep, scanning twenty four and the, the whole time. You know. And don't get me wrong, we were real successful with it, and it worked good. Yep. But then you introduced the scanner, which was a force multiplier, and we learned real quick, you know what? This is yeah. something that's a necessity. You've got to have that. If you do what we do, it drop the money for it yep. because it's going to benefit you in the amount of coyotes that you kill yep. and what you're capable of. And then the next year, we graduated to a better handheld scanner and another weapon. Two, he, two, he, weapon, two sites. weapon sites and a better handheld scanner, yep. yep, which was another force multiplier. Right. And And... And don't forget, everything is being recorded, and and these recordings are on little DVRs. In the beginning. To start out with. Yeah. And just, God, they were pain in the ass. <laughs> and the footage was compressed in junk. Right. I mean, it just yeah. wasn't what yeah. you were seeing. Yeah. And then after that, we graduated to our helmet-mounted setups. 
Okay. Where we've got, where we're going to be doing breakdowns. I'm going to be doing some reviews on those where you'd have a thermal monocular on your left eye and night vision monocular on your right eye or, or, you know, you'd start like the first helmet mounted setup. I had a, a M300 patrol on my left eye and a Viper 14 on my right eye. This year I've got the Skeeter on my left yep. and a Viper yep. 14 on my right. Um, and I just run the night vision as far as, cause I got the big, I got a big handheld scanner that I like to run. So I, I haven't even ran any night vision this you year should, just for the fact that, yeah, this you one should right here. Hold Wesley up. <laughs> we call that one Wesley Snipes. That's our, that's our big handheld scanner that we'll see as far as you can see, plus a couple miles. <laughs> and that's how you pick the coyotes out and decide, but all right, is, let's. It's, 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 it's stupid is what it is, you know. It's a pain to carry it around real efficiently. But the thing about it is that pain part doesn't matter because nothing gets away from that thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's worth it. And I, I mean, I put a little lanyard on it, so I put it on my neck or, you know. Make it carry so you don't, so your fingers don't freeze to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because it's metal. But then, so, you know, there's little things that you, you go from a handheld scanner to a helmet-mounted scanner in my case, and to me, it's even that is, a, is such a huge force multiplier because <laughs> the wheeziest weight guys are like, dude, all right. I can get myself into a, a really good handheld scanner for about 4,000 bucks. Why in the hell do I want to go up to 8,000 for a helmet mounted nasty rig? You, you might not want to, you might not even need to, but the way I explain it is especially to a lot of guys in North Dakota that are killing hundred plus dollar coyotes every, almost every set yep. because of quality of fur. And even down here is the whole concept is, you know, during the day where you, and you've done it, we do it a lot. You call in a double, you call in a triple, you shoot one. The first one takes off running and he'll give you a, you can stop him. Maybe you don't stop him, but he stops for a split second, two seconds, three seconds, and then he's gone. Well, at night, imagine that times 10 because yeah, yeah. you're looking at a screen. You don't have the visual. Well, with a small little one X magnification, you've got about a 22 degree field of view, which is about 20 degrees more than a weapon site that I'm currently running. And you can locate the coyote and follow him after your initial kill shot, locate the coyote, the follow-up shot that needs to be taken, follow him. And you're on him when he makes that stop. Here's you, how, yeah. Yeah. You here's, transition to the rifle and you kill him right away. Here's what I see as far as you have the helmet mounted system, the thermal on your left eye. We have a recording device on the front of our, our uh, ocular on the ocular of the of the guns of the of the weapon sites weapon sites and uh james won't even take the thermal down off of his left eye he'll google eye on the target with the rifle so it's like you're never losing sight of the target you can watch with your left eye i mean it, it takes a lot to get used to obviously oh, yeah. you know i've tried it or what have you but it's almost like you train your eyes to which one to go dominant oh, which one it, you yep, know yep so what, what we're doing is is James is never coming off a target as far as the coyote itself, whether it's a follow-up or not, when we're and we're both being able to shoot two rifles, you know, all the time. But with that helmet mounted system, it's like instantly you got the second to follow up or what have you ready to go and you and you're like right, 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 right. Yep. Or, or you're just shooting the follow up. Exactly. You know? I'm either guiding you guys or right. I'm doing it. And a yep. lot of times We've got four coyotes coming in. I bet you we have doubled our numbers as Be far as the helmet system to the scanner, you know, exactly. just because of that. And that's what I explained to guys. You you get, it's so easy to explain it that way. And guys would never imagine it. Well, you know, it's going to cost me $7,000. Well, dude, guess what? That's only another 
X yeah. amount of coyotes yeah. and you're yeah. going to make that back. Yes. Yeah. It'll pay for itself within the first two years. I mean, depending on how much you go, but it's going to pay for itself. And you got to look at it like a tool. You can't look at it like a call of duty, freaking gameplay type of thing. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people see. Oh, you guys are just trying to be somebody, blah, blah. Well, no, we're not, you know, we're explaining it to There's you. There's a the, reason it's getting ran by us. I mean, it's like you said, it's not to look cool. It's not to be the baddest dude on the, you know, exactly. Predator. It's, it's, there's, it's, it's a tool. It's, there's a reason for it. Yep. It's a, there's a tool. It is a tool and it's effective for Trust our me, use. If it didn't work for us, if it didn't help us, we, we wouldn't be using it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I mean, oh, you, I, my helmet's got a lot of weight on it, man. You got a counterweight, you got the G I'm running a G24 breakaway with the RQE. Now it's a KV a night vision, uh, dual bridge. It's articulating a Viper 14, a ski, I've got two lights and and then a battery pack on it, and it's it's heavier than a, my old call or than our old college football helmets, dude. I mean, yeah. you, you you we're lifting weights. I do neck extensions, and it pays off because yeah, that's you, what you said it feels like I got a football helmet on again. And it's you you it's something that you want to. I mean, you, it's something that you want to pay attention to because if you're not physically in shape for that, it'll 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 hurt you, dude. I'm not kidding, it will. It's just like our packs. I mean, shit, I've got probably, I bet on a, on a regular day with that camera and my call and everything else that's in there, it's got to be damn close to 50 pounds. Oh, I bet. 40 pounds. I pick it up and it's like, why do you got all this stuff in here? But you need it. You use it. it. Like, it yeah. <laughs> it, we, it, and, and every single day, every day, and it's every day, out of the pickup, on our back, gone, gone for a mile, for a mile. That's wear and tear on your body, man. And we've got to make we've the way i look at it is there's only so long yeah. that we're going to be able to handle that that my body is going to you know it's 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 breaking knees down it's breaking your back down it's breaking your neck down and on top of old injuries from college you know make do with it while you can yeah. i yeah. mean i would love to Take be advantage. doing this i'd love to be hammering this out like i am when i'm 50 and 60 but dude it's 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 hardcore high speed right now that's strenuous work yeah. and then you couple on our lifting and and it ain't it's it's probably not real smart how we do it <laughs> you know we're trying to we're lifting more than 20 year old i mean and not it's just it's a hobby too it's thing why 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 the hell am i doing this man this hurts i hurt you know but it's a mental thing too it, yeah it is it is but if you didn't do it how would you feel at the end of the guy yeah the coyote hunt? it'd be too yeah. easy it'd be too easy dude it, well, I don't mean it like that. I mean, right. but yeah, you, you, you get used to lifting and you're dragging coyotes a mile or two or 400 yards and then you're in shape and it, and you, you, you throw all the stuff on and you do it all over the next day. And at night too, you know, you make that transition to night and you don't stop. You're going from the daytime all yeah, the way we, through night. We make our last set and it's dark when we get back. And what do we do? We take our day guns out. We take our day cameras out and we regroup and go again. Exactly. It's like. And, and it, you get used to it. You fall in that oh, yeah. rhythm. It, yeah. it becomes a habit. I'd rather be doing that than, you know. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. A nine to five somewhere that, that you just you don't, aren't allowed to do that, you know. And a lot of guys would rather be doing a nine to five than doing. A lot of guys would come and go, dude, I love what you're doing. I would be, it would it'd be so awesome. I can't do it though. I can't do it. And, and, hey, come do it for, come do it for two weeks. And then guess what? You probably won't ever want to do it again. <laughs> probably not. But that's, I mean, the, 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 that's really a lot of the night hunting game that we do. I mean, there's, there's certain tools, tools, tactics, techniques, 
training that we use for for hunting at night. I mean, it's something that we that we're real real uh, getting a lot more experience with. And the way that we break it down, how I said into phases, a lot of guys don't look at it like that. And if you break it down like we do, you can really capitalize on specific situations. Yeah. You know, yeah. But that's yeah. I don't even know. He's barking at something. <laughs> Coyotes. <laughs> but, I mean, that's... I'm trying to think if there's anything else for night hunting. I mean, it's it's just kind of how we do the transitional phase and get into night hunting. Some of the equipment that we use, you know, my go-to weapon sites, a Mark 360 millimeter. We're filming behind the ocular. A lot of guys want to know how we're getting that kind of footage. It's it's a, it's a, it's a learning curve in itself yep. it, it, it i mean we're mounting the, the optic as far ahead on the pick rail as we can so that when we shoulder the rifle you you have a, a proper eye relief if you will sure while you're looking at yep. a screen well some people say well how's that to shoot through what's that like you know and i i know early you've had people say well i can't get it far enough back to my eye and they say how do you shoot i've never shot through a thermal looking other, through the ocular <laughs> i've other never than, done it I other than that pul pulsar you know just a couple but, times right but I, I don't know, you know, <laughs> how do you do that? Well, you get used to it. Yeah. There's been times where I was explaining to guys, I've had a coyote in front of me and he pegged me out, pulling my rifle out of my pack. And I set that gun down and shot him while I was squatting down yeah. in the catcher's position yep. Yep. because I was looking at the screen and he was in front of me looking at me. I mean, can you get down on your rifle? Exactly. He, the snow yeah. was too crunchy. He would have, he would have been gone. And I mean, there's certain, there's pros and cons to it. Yeah. A lot of guys are like, well, it's backlit. You know, do you, do you, do you get caught up with that backlighting? You know, does, does that screen, do you ever get scared, you know, or, or get coyotes scared of you because that, we, I haven't had that happen. Uh -uh. It, and the, you, you turn it, like when it's completely pitch black, you turn your phone all the way down. Yep. And, and, and dim it up quite yeah, a bit. Or, yeah. So you don't really have to worry about it. There's always that in the back of your mind, but right, right. most of the time, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it works with us pretty good, but. Oh, what else is there? Your go-to, your tell a lot of your. I like I like the reap, the reap. The reap is the, it's just the wide field of view. It's 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 good and clear. I mean, a lot of our stuff you like like day stuff. We're close as possible, so I'm a, I'm a reap fan. And there's a lot of benefits to that. You got a little bit wider field of view, and we can go into details on that with Tyler. But for us, killing doubles or multiples on right. the same screen, yep. the Mark III just doesn't have that field of view. I think the Mark III is more mag. Yeah, it's got more magnification, but then the field of view is where you can capture two, three kill shots. And, right. and another thing, too, you know, we do get guys, and we'll go into a different podcast on ARs versus bolt guns. You know, we don't really need to have ARs when we have two or three shooters, you know, where we can count yeah. down and yeah. kill two to three coyotes yeah. within a matter of a second or two. It's all about precision as far as and the, the countdown. Let's do a double, you know shoot them both they die they die at the same time it's like how, how are they doing that well ricochets yeah but that's right i mean you don't it's either and we will break it down you know we'll go into detail on stuff like that where where we we tell guys you know why we prefer ars over bolt guns yeah but that's one of the main reasons you know for for us being able to have you have two three guys and the, not not to say that they are don't have its place you know yeah, it definitely does 100 percent. it does and nothing against you I, I used to be an ar guy yeah we used to shot, shoot a lot of them and we still do a little bit, just more on target than on yeah. messing around doing any kind of precision work. Just, just you know, some training, carbine training, stuff like that. Nothing crazy. 
But that's about it, man. I mean, if you guys are are uh, are interested in in more details of our work, you know, if if there's more detail, like I said, hit us up with it. Send us a message on Instagram or Facebook, and leave us a comment because we're going to be going into detail with Tyler on certain things regarding night hunting. And there's so many bases we could touch on regarding how we do it at night. I mean, we could break and, you, and you'll be seeing that with the kill box, break it down and, and just strictly kill box. Yeah. And, and we'll be, we'll do a whole, you won't want to miss that guys. You will not want to miss the kill box or Put a the, lot of work into that one. I mean, it's, and it's just something that's a, it's a, it's a place and we'll, we'll explain it. It's a place where the numbers that we get, Year after year, every year compared to what most guys get throughout their whole life, it's just a completely different ball game. Yeah, and that's what you guys are. Uh, that's what you guys are going to be in for. So, let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. What we missed or, or questions, anything. Exactly, and and like I said, guys, uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate what you guys, uh, uh, the, the feedback that we get from you guys, the viewership that we receive from you guys, the subscribers. That's our, our goal has been a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. It's slowly climbing. Um, we want to get more content out there. Podcasts are easy for us, man. I mean, there's so many different things, so many topics that we can talk about. I mean, I would like to go, I'd like to do an elk hunting one. And, and, and the last thing I like to see is guys that are predator hunters that have a predator hunting show start doing whitetail hunts or travel to Africa or, you know, I mean, I want to see guys hunt coyotes. That's what I want to see. And it's predators, not meant predators. I mean, not just coyotes, but predators. Um, if, if, you know, a mountain lion or a bobcat, but I don't want to deter you guys, but there's a lot of guys out there and, and the amount of elk that we take and the state that we, the, the game fishing parks, we work with them, the sportsmen that we work with, it's a unique situation and it's pretty cool. It's really, really fun. The stuff that it we get fun. to do and yeah. the guys that we get to meet and in the, 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 the real unique situation that we're in here. It's, it's really unique and really cool. And that has a lot to do with when we start coyote hunting, for say. Exactly. We, we were talking about that earlier, too. That's a big impact on um, one of the reasons why we don't start coyote hunting until December. Yeah. As or, much as we'd like to. Just opportunities elsewhere. We're helping guys. You know, we helped a guy that was uh, this year. He was It was going to be his last hunt. He was terminal. And... Uh, the state got a hold of us, and I'm like, absolutely. You know, he never got an elk, never got an elk. Came back a couple times and, and ended up getting him one pretty late in the year, and that's a sacrifice that we're willing to make over, you know, catering to ourselves, hunting coyotes. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that that guy will yeah. would be able to remember. Coyotes will be there when we get ready. <laughs> yeah, they will. Yeah. But that's it, guys. That's something that, that's that's a transitional phase. That's that's the night ops. Uh, that, you know, we're, we're going to be going, be, be, stay tuned. I'm going to have some pretty cool reviews out on, on our night rigs on the new Murad IR weapon system that, that uh, we designed with Gunworks on the helmet mounted system that we use to hunt at night, possibly even some long range scanners that we do. Uh, be sure to check us out. O'Neill ops on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell. Dang it. Dang it. it. It'll, it'll, it'll notify you guys. Let me know if that's working too, guys. Send me messages on Instagram. So I had a couple guys send me a message that said that that bell wouldn't work. They wanted to click that bell so that they'd be notified anytime I put up a new video and they were saying it wasn't working. So your, your, uh, Instagram is ops underscore pro staff. That's Keith's ops underscore underscore pro staff. Uh, be sure to give him a like, he's got some cool content on there. Always, uh, with us 
filming some stuff, taking videos on Instagram, doing a lot of shooting in the off season and, uh, got YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, a lot of reviews. That should be good. My bang is gone. And another thing I should probably mention real quick. Um, we're at 50 minutes. We're working with a new company. That's been, it's been a little bit different for us this year. It's made our work. We're all about more effectiveness or more, I should say more fit. Well, of course, more effectiveness, but more efficiency where, you know, the, the, how we kind of explained it on strictly the weapon site. Then we moved to the handheld scanner. Then we moved to the helmet mounted setup, etc. Now we've got setups over bait piles where we've got cellular cameras. It notifies us when there's when there's animals there. So we're not sitting up all night long, you know, waiting for something to come in. And that's barn owl, barn owl cameras. And last night, what'd you say? Kill box had. Four coyotes on the kill box. Two coyotes on recon three. Uh, then two other bait piles that were. One coming in here. Yeah, one at the house here. And then two other ones that were hot. So night, night. That's what we're gearing up for tonight. Night hunting should should get crazy. We got the batteries charging right now, so we're going to be hammering. A lot of this content's going to be going in towards the kill box. So you guys get ready for it. Once again, if uh, be sure to be sure to let us know what you guys want to hear, uh, more podcasts, anything that we can go over that you guys are interested in. We'll nail it. We'll try to as much as we can. We appreciate it. Once again, guys, I'm James O'Neill. This has been an O'Neill Ops podcast, and we are out.